prepare to go cyclo. Genuine tagline for the film. Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that's as happy as a baby cyclo on a straight diet of Cabango. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And today we shall be luxuriating over Battlefield Earth, John Travolta's 2000 science fiction film directed by Roger Christian. Mm, yes, we will. Mm. The film is an adaptation of L. Ron Hubbard's 1982 book of the same name, and was a real passion project for Travolta. Um who described it to financiers and in publicity as Star Wars, only better, mm-hmm. Shinless List in Space, yeah. and Pulp Fiction for the year 3000. Let's see how that panned out. <laughs> um, the critics were less favourable in their descriptions of the film. What? Yeah. Roger Ebert, OGT mm. favourite Roger Ebert at the Chicago Sunday Times, mm. said, Battlefield Earth is like taking a bus trip with someone who has needed a bath for a long time. It's not merely bad, it's unpleasant in a hostile way. Needs a bath. Ideas. Needs a bath. Needs, Needs a spiritual bath. A spiritual bath, Spiritual yes. enema. <laughs> spiritual enema was the name of your second concept album. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Michael Wilmington at the Chicago Tribune says, Scientology or not, the movie is a battlefield bummer that makes you want to revolt. <laughs> Public reaction was not much more generous. Um, mm-hmm. Theo Robertson over at IMDb said, It's badly directed, badly cast, brackets, open brackets, mm-hmm. Barry Pepper as Johnny makes for one of the least impressive screen heroes ever seen. Maybe Travolta should have stuck to his guns and played Johnny. He perhaps would have been slightly too old for the part, but at least he does have some charisma, unlike Pepper. Close brackets. Oh. And that's one of the worst scripts ever written. Oh, okay. Not saying anything new, but very pithy with it. (laughs) Very pithy. Yeah, I like the the brevity. Yes. (laughs) Um, The film was one of the biggest box office failures ever, and is currently considered to be one of the worst films ever made, sitting in a nice, cosy 53 spot on IMDb's Mm. worst movies of all time. That is cosy. It's like like sitting into a seat when someone else has just left it. (laughs) Good old old Russell, yeah, (laughs) around in the poo. So, poor you lousy man-animal. Hello! Hello! What made you give a crap? It didn't rely on on any swears, did it? It didn't say the F word. Didn't say no the S word. word. No. Um, it said the C word. A couple it said of times. the C word. It said so much the, of the C word. The, one, the C word, which is is crap, specifically yeah. with an E. Hmm. Crap. Uh, it was. It was the noun adjective <laughs> verb. Crap. Crap. Lousy. Um, yeah. It was a clean film with a strong message. It yeah. was lean. It was clean. And it was spleen. It was spleen. It was bleen. It was all kinds of sheen. Yes. So. What happens in this lean, bleen, beanie, boon? Well. <laughs> beanie, booby, blowing, poo. Bloobly, bloobly, march, ball, pull, blood. I'm kind of stuck. You might want to help help me out with the beginning of this one. <laughs> okay, so this is Battlefield Earth, mm-hmm. a saga of the year 3000. Right, of course, yeah. We start off um, a thousand years after mankind has been almost completely wiped out by dangerous 
eccentric aliens. Yes, on stilts. From on stilts from the planet Cyclo. Mm-hmm. Yes, so mankind has been reverted back to caveman times. Yes, they worship golf course mascots as yes. gods, mm-hmm. and they fear leaving their little village. Um, they fear running into these gods who might be angry at, with them and slay them. Yes. So they just stay in their little villages. Luckily, a brave young hero called Johnny Goodboy Tyler, oh. played by that young hunk Barry Pepper, who you might know as one of the inbred brothers from True Grit. Or the sniper. Or the ruthless sniper. Yes. The cold, distant sniper from uh, Saving Private Ryan. It's he here to save the day. With his flowing locks and pecs? I didn't see any pecs, but they, were, they weren't pec. on show. Was the APEC? I think he was on a no pec contract. Oh, fuck. That was his <laughs> main... That was his rider. <laughs> John Travolta came in and was like, Nobody upstage is my pecs. No nipples. <laughs> this is a no nipple party, everyone. <laughs> he just bursts into a room and goes, No, no, no. How many nipples? I see eight. <laughs> Put them away. Yep. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Thank you. <laughs> then he bops away on stilts. All quickly out of the room. Well, ka-chung, ka-chung, ka-chung. <laughs> that's the movie. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So he he wanders off yes. in spite of warnings from the village elder and his girlfriend mm. Christy, because the film mm. is very clever in its um esotericness, in as much as we only hear language from a specific point of view. Yes. In accordance to us. Yes. So in other words, when a cyclo is speaking, Mm. but we're seeing it from a human's perspective, we will hear cyclo. But when we hear cyclo and it's a cyclo's perspective, we hear English. Yes. And hence the tricky iron barrier of language Mm. is parted. Rhyme, 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 rhyme. That was what the cyclos did, wasn't it? Rhyme, 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 rhyme. The cyclo language. And then uh, the the humans. Would you like to do that one? Uh, the human language when a cyclo is listening to a human and doesn't speak human um, is ha 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 ha. Yeah, ha. like apes. Confusingly, they do sometimes just do that. Yeah, between themselves, they do also just do that. <laughs> um, it's a masterpiece. Yes. So. Barry Pepper, Johnny Goodboy, bumps into two other stupid cavemen. Yeah. And after an initial distrustiness, yes, which perhaps sets up the idea that this is a hostile world they live in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even though he's never left this village. No, but they're getting across the message quite nicely. Yeah, the idea that, hey, people don't trust each other. They're divided along stupid lines, which yeah. means they can't see the real villains, the nine foot tall <laughs> aliens. It's easy to lose track of that. <laughs> can't see the, the wood for the nine foot tall aliens. <laughs> um, they take shelter in a shopping mall. Yeah, and a mall. old remnants of humanity, which is held up pretty well, along with most of human civilization. Yes. After the apocalypse, all that will survive will be cockroaches, golf... Crazy golf. M- crazy golf mascots. Yeah. Most buildings, they'll get a bit ivy covered. Yeah. Flight simulators. Mm-hmm. Guns. And Harrier jump jets. Yes, but uh, vestiges of a language and culture. Yeah. Other animals. Yep. Cappuccinos. And most importantly, um, Euclidean... Geometry. Yes. It's just gone. It's gone, everyone. It's lost, and you'll never get it back. Do you remember, do you, remember you know how in the mornings before breakfast, mm. do a bit of Euclidean geometry? Mm. Just, um, just, yeah. to, just to like be like, okay, I'm grounded now. My, I can go out and face the world. Yeah, my dad was a classic flat earther, and um, 
he hated that stuff. He kept he'd he'd come down and see me doing it, and he'd lean over his newspaper and he'd just go heathen. He came, he came down reading his newspaper. <laughs> yeah, he was very uh, talented, actually, very like multi-talented. Um, but just absolute disdain for progressive mathematics mm. and, um, and 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 theory. Yeah, well, we 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 all remember the the nineties, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like that again now. It's like you yeah. know what this film? It's like the nineties again. <laughs> so. Um, they bond. They are, yeah, they bond. They are then chased. Well, something happens. Yeah. Like, suddenly people are flying through... There's only three of them. Yep. But suddenly people are flying through the air, and explosions are happening, yeah. and there's some sort of huge specter chasing them. Mm. It's rather awkwardly shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could say that. The takeaway is um, that they get captured by Cyclos. Yes. <laughs> Um, so he's, he's captured. Yeah. He ends up in a human jail. Having harmlessly run through three panes of glass. Yes. Uh, he, yeah, he wakes up fine in a man, man animal jail and he establishes himself as the mm. dominant man animal. He does. Um, by, by sharing the food with the by... guy whose ass he just handed to him. But it is only by force that our Nietzschean hero mm-hmm. can assert a new order that, uh, to his choosing. It, it couldn't have been arrived at via democratic method. Mm-hmm. Equality can only be meted out by the powerful. Huh. Please try and, you know, remember this huh. as we go forward. There's a bird out there! Ah! Oh, hey, bird. Sorry. Oh, Distracted. That's not a bird. That's Christopher Walken. He's trying something new. Don't look at him. <laughs> They've been captured by Cyclos. They're captured by, they're captured by Cyclos. Barry Pepper, um, he tries to escape. He shoots a cyclo. Yes. He's then wrangled by uh, by John Turlvolta. He's then wrangled by John. I'm not your friend, Travolta. Your powers of observation are startling. How the hell am I supposed to know who it could possibly be? <laughs> Shoot you, my most trusted colleague. Crap, lousy ceiling. While, While you, you were still, still learning to spell your name, name. I, I was being taught. To conquer galaxies. galaxies. So yeah, he's captured by John Travolta. Uh, yes, who quickly establishes himself as the as a ruthless, uh, ruthless head. He's ruthless. God, he's ruthless. But he's also highly stupid and mm-hmm. very empirical. He's capricious, capricious, arrogant, semantic. He's very concerned with semantics. Kind and of guy. he wants all the leverage. So much leverage. So much leverage. You can't even. He could lever a planet off of its axis with the <laughs> leverage he's after. He'd get under it and, and pump it up three feet into the air <laughs> and change oh, its tire. And have a good look under its uh, Antarctica at all its bits. All yeah. Its bits. He he refuses to believe that Johnny Good Boy Tyler yes has managed to kill a cyclo. Yes. Consequently, he hands him a gun. Yeah. And then says to one of his others, "Take the gun off of him." But, sir, he'll kill me. I'm not going to put into a report that a man-animal killed a, a cyclo unless I see it for myself. Okay. Ah, I'm, I've been killed. Well, I'll be damned. Mm. That was actually a fairly well-delivered line of John Travolta's. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of thought maybe it was going to be okay. <laughs> but I'm sure you'll find plenty of recipes on how to prepare a raw rat. <laughs> yeah. What's everyone going on about? Um, Worst film ever made. Yeah, so John John Travolta Tell is expecting mm. to be taken off of Earth, isn't he? Yes, he's he's finished here, which is why he starts severing the connections with the people here in quite a brutal fashion. Yes, um, um, he's then expecting to be transferred tricking pe- off, tricking people with semantics. Oh, like he does. Yeah. So yeah, Travolta uses. It's very dumb. Yeah. It's meant to be that. Oh, he's so intelligent. 
you know, he can outwit the people around him. Mm. But it just comes over as a kid. I don't know what I'd do if they found out. You better start figuring it out. You just said it won't appear in my file. I said it won't magically appear. There'll be nothing magical about it. I'm going to put it there. Like, yes. oh, Johnny, you said you wouldn't smash your room up with a hammer. I may have said that I wouldn't smash yeah. my room up with a hammer, but you didn't say anything about Barry doing it. Yeah. Or well, I didn't. Yes, I said I wouldn't smash my room up with a hammer. <laughs> didn't say anything about a stick of dynamite, mother. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes very predictable. Yes. When he's about to do it, when yes. he's like, "I promise, I won't kill him." Uh-huh. What did that mean, John? Yeah. What? What did What did it mean the way you said that? You, you said I would... You put a, real, a lot of emphasis on I. No, what do you mean? I wouldn't <laughs> possibly. Let me try again. I promised I wouldn't kill him. Wink, <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Why did you say all those winks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, screw it. I'll just kill her. Like, at any time, he could just yeah. do the thing. And it wouldn't There's make no him any for this. less ruthless or devious. There was no real... <laughs> Apart from, yeah, apart from to sort of get him across as this evil genius, which he wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't, and the screenwriter was incapable of writing. Yeah. There's, so there's this, and then he finds out when his superior comes down to visit that he, um, Zeke. Is... Zeke. Zeke. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and he, he, he says, uh, he also tricks John Travolta, so it's clearly a tradition. It's very much in the spirit of the Cyclos. Um, it, it's very much, uh, yes, uh, we, you've done an e- excellent job, which is why you'll be here for five more y- years. And then he says, I'm just joking. I didn't mean five more years. It's a joke. Because <laughs> honestly, how would I have lasted? I meant 50 years. Psych. With endless options for renewal. I don't know why that, that, that line stayed in my head. Something about the way it was delivered, I guess, just stuck in my head. Yeah, I can't, I couldn't think why. With endless options for renewal. With endless options for renewal. With endless options for renewal. So he's obviously, he's a bit put out. He's a bit yeah. cheesed off, is John, is John, uh, John Tervolta. Yeah. And so he, he comes out and he's a bit rude to people. Oh, yeah. He's um, a bit drunk. He's very rude and drunk to people. Yeah. Um, I hate it when people are drunk to me. Yes. He, John Travolta then takes it upon himself to begin some intrigue. Oh, doesn't he? Yes, he's going to scheme his way off this planet yes. using very transparent blackmail. <laughs> transparent and also massively convoluted plans <laughs> that don't make sense. Yes. First of all, well, okay, so he's going to mine a bunch of gold out of this planet because yes. the superiors in capturing this planet didn't check to see what resources it has. Like some sort of planetary survey. Yeah, I think it had some had green and blue, didn't it? It and has that green was all and they, blue bits. And it doesn't actually reveal what they're mining. Rocks? It seems to be rocks. Precious rocks. Precious rocks, but yeah. they don't know about the gold yes. that mankind was obsessed with. There's a recurring element mm. in this that they didn't bother to find out anything about mankind before they just killed everyone mm. and took over the cities. Like, for example, hmm, they're living on a planet full of precious rocks. I wonder if they attempted to try and gather some of them up together and put them in one place where yeah. we might be able to easily get at them. But I guess that plays into their um, massive underestimating of um, mankind. They thought that we were all just apes. We were just monkeys. Yes. And consequently, didn't give us any credit. And that was their downfall. So John, John Travolta's master plan is yeah. um, he gets his uh, assistant, Forrest Whitaker, yes. in on the plan. Oh. Films him com- um, explaining the plan back to John Travolta. Yeah, thereby um, making incriminating him. Yeah, like he was coming up yeah. with it. 
Step three, informing Forrest Whitaker that he's he's filmed him incriminating himself. <laughs> immediately. Yes, immediately. <laughs> um, step step four is to enlist the um, help of the humans. Well, he needs to dig up all this gold in order yes. to send it back so he can buy his way off the planet. Yes. It's worth pointing out, sorry, it is implied that the reason he's being left on this planet is because he has slept with the daughter of some sort of high up in the Cyclo Empire. Yes. So he's going to buy his way off because that's the level of of sort of shitty bureaucracy that controls yeah well these are the uh administrative monsters that we're dealing with so this is where they this is where he goes with this he needs the humans Um, yeah he needs a workforce that the home base aren't going to notice and step five is to empower the humans yes well no human he's going to make one of the humans let's okay we're going to get one of the humans and we're going to make him ultra intelligent we're going to teach him our language Teach him all about his own history? Yes. We're going to teach him about Euclidean mathematics, which we all know is a bad idea. We're going to teach him about how to fly our ships and how to fire our weapons and use our machines. Yes. Which human do we pick? That guy with the beard? No, no, no. How about this guy who has been nothing but a pain in the (laughs) ass and has killed a cyclo at some stage? How about him? Perfect. Sure. Okay, let's let's do it. So, so he begins this begins this plan. Yeah, yeah, does all of those things. He imbues Barry Pepper Goodboy with the history and knowledge of two civilizations (laughs) in in an instant. In an instant, so Barry learns. Yeah, and he uses this shock horror to begin counterinsurgency tactics against the Cyclos with a very elaborate plan. That must be carried out in 14 days. Yes. Because Travolta is going to take all of the pri- the, the prisoners, mm-hmm. put them in the mountains, and then he's going to leave them there for yeah. 14 days, yeah. occasionally taking a picture to make sure they're doing what they should be. They just go. Yeah, they just, they just, they just go. They leave um, five guys to look like they're mining. Yeah, they're, they're, um, this is after they'd been observed, isn't it, by, by the cyclos? Yeah. Well, they're under the illusion that they were set free and, um. Oh, that was the, to the, find out what their favorite food yeah, is. Yeah, which. It's, they, it's such an inconsequential scene. Well, they um, wanted leverage. They, they wanted leverage. <laughs> Over the humans. And, and, and believe me, the irony is not lost on me that I'm intending to spend the next 25 minutes discussing that one scene. <laughs> um, but it's to, it's to get across the, the complacency and arrogance of the Cyclos. Sure. And, and they, they see them reluctantly forcing a rat down their hungry faces. Yeah, because it's the first and only food they found. Yeah. And Travolta has some line like, they could have taken anything they wanted. Yeah. And it's like, what? You put them in they, a mountain. They, they had rocks, a favourite man de- delicacy. They had <laughs> snow. Mm, delicious. Mm, but they uh, chose the rat. Mm. It's their, that's their favourite food, says well, Forrest Whitaker. But then Forrest Whitaker also also says, oh, boss, don't, don't, you know, don't you think that maybe uh, they're just eating it because they're hungry? And How come those two are so reluctant to eat that yeah. live rat? Mm, silence! <laughs> if the man-animal prefers his rat uncooked, then that's all the more easy for us. Yeah. Put away those nipples, Forrest. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. <laughs> so nipply today. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's lots of... Uh, Episodes? John Turvolta underestimating human oh, yeah. capacity for, for learning. He gives them so many opportunities yeah. to kill him and others. Yes, he, he yeah he, he gives gives one of them a gun without a safety on. He, t- he teaches them all this stuff and then just leaves them to themselves after yeah. imbuing Barry Pepperman with just thousands of years and light speed <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, well, so they don't want to spend all their time um, 
digging up the gold, they want to spend their time coming up with a rebellion plan. Yes. Uh, instead, so they just go to Fort Knox, get all the gold, and it's like, right, that's the gold done. The- Dur- yeah. So then after that is when they start to hatch the plan yes. to blow the dome. Okay, so here's the plan. Here's the resistance plan. Yes. Okay. It's manifold. The Cyclos have a teleportation link back to Cyclo. They keep themselves inside a giant dome. Mm. They can't go outside of the dome without a breather. Inside the dome is air from Cyclo, which is highly reactive to nuclear explosions. So, yes. Yeah, nuclear material. It's highly reactive. It's unfortunate. Um, it's, it is unfortunate. Luckily, this uh, spacefaring nation mm. never happened upon radioactive materials or um, fission in any way or fusion. The yeah. plan is, here's the plan. Okay. With all that information in place, we are going to blow the dome, mm-hmm. thereby suffocating all the people in Cyclo. Yeah. In the, in the dome. Yeah. But before we do that, but we're going to blow up the entire Cyclo homeworld <laughs> by sending a nuclear weapon up there, and one nuclear weapon will just blow the whole fucking planet up. Right. Conveniently. I don't remember any of that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that happened. That was that was the point of the movie. Okay, great. Well, I was doing my, I was doing my best to pay attention, but um, I just... From sort of minute three, I just had the biggest fucking neck ache of my life trying to like write the, my vision with yes. all these Dutch angles. <laughs> yes. I spent most of it with my neck at a right angle. Um. So yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. They do it? They do it. Oh, a, a key part of the plan is that they are going to use rifles and Harrier jump jets from a thousand years ago. Yes. Which will all work fine. They teach themselves to fly on a flight simulator. Yes. And they learn how to fly the alien spaceships by using the one John Travolta left them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell. Um, but you know how all of that worked? Mm. It was the leverage. It's the leverage. Because Barry Pepper was getting leverage as well. Yes. During all of this, John Travolta has been gaining and losing leverage. Like in a, a sort motherfucker. Of, like a motherfucker. The word yeah. leverage is said 16 times in yes. this two-hour film, which may not sound like much. Yeah. Then we'll have leverage over which means we'll need leverage over it. So we'll need something primitive for leverage. We're really going to have leverage over them now. Maybe it's secretly listening, trying to get leverage over on us. Man, we're getting leverage over a cyclone. <laughs> leverage? A female getting leverage. <laughs> Never underestimate what a little leverage can do, rat brain. He has leverage over you. You finally learned how to get proper leverage over someone, haven't you? Leverage. 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 But it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just absurd. Mm. Then, but none of it matters. It's like, uh, like there's mm. a bit where Forrest Whitaker gets the upper hand on John Travolta. Um, John Travolta gets it back mm. and blows off Forrest Whitaker's hand. <laughs> yeah, you see. Um, and then the the breakout happens. Yeah. And no, there's nothing else between the two of them until the end. So. Mm. None of the recording each other and taping each other, saying confessions, and none of it mattered. No, I guess I guess it was purely there to establish John Travolta as a scheming motherfucker, motherfucker, yeah, yeah. motherfucker. But it wasn't even it wasn't particularly good scheming, is the thing, <laughs> is is the, is the issue with that? Yes, I don't think at any point any of the cyclos say something that they don't mean. There's no duplicity. I don't think no. there's any lie, except for John Travolta's sarcastic dressing down. Of- Semantic journey. Yes. Of wonders. But then even he will immediately flip it on, on other people. He won't, he, he doesn't like savour it. He doesn't nurture or foster any of this scheming. As yeah. soon as he's done something that he deems like worthy of scheming, he he's like, I have just schemed you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's still his arrogance. Like as soon as he's yeah. fooled someone, he has to tell them, but it just makes him come across as an idiot. It's, it's a like childish idiot. It's, it's like 
always asking, did you get the joke after telling a joke? Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, um, (laughs) drawing attention to a scheme is not the way of scheming. (laughs) So, um, so yes, um, well, the next thing that happens is they blow the dome. The dome blows up. Cyclo blows up. Yeah. John Travolta is captured by mm-hmm. clever use of his explosive collar, which he doesn't notice is wrapped around his arm instead of around Barry Pepper's neck anymore. Christ knows. No, which um, does play into the theory that um, Cyclops can't feel anything from the shoulder down. Because <laughs> when Forrest Whitaker gets his hand blown off, he just stares at it. John Travolta's arm gets blown off and he just stares at it. <laughs> so you can only imagine that having a, a, a poxy explosive collar wrapped around it is just like... It's yeah. just like walking in a, on a breezeless day but like <laughs> but like i was thinking maybe they couldn't show too much pain because this is a family film everyone's got to come see it and take mm. its teachings away but um it's a crap lousy family film it's a crap lousy family film but i just remembered luke skywalker getting his hand cut off in mm. the pg film empire strikes back and just going ah! Ah! yeah <laughs> 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 Perfect. <laughs> I like it was yesterday, Paul. I saw the uncut version <laughs> before George Lucas ruined it. <clears throat> so, so that's that's sort of how it ends. John Travolta's in a cage. Yep. Um, Barry Pepper says leverage, and they a go a couple of times, and John Travolta nods in approval. Mm-hmm. And then Forrest Whitaker turns up, and it turns out that he's formed an ally with the humans. Yeah, he has, and. Uh, which is also leverage. Oh, that's le- so much leverage. And the, and the film leverage. ends with the leverage all evening out, <gasps> like the aligning of the planets. Yep. And then John Travolta is very pleased with himself. The end. The end. Battlefield Earth, a saga of leverage. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's seen as one of those so bad it's good films, but it's not oh, one of those. Uh, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. No, yeah. I'll yeah. fight anyone who, who says opposite. The, the laughs a minute were scant. Yes, absolutely. So numbing, like the rest of the, was the rest of the film. Yeah. That when the laughs came, I wasn't really laughing. No, it, it, this film looks much better as a YouTube clip collection mm. it works better as a series of highlights because when you have to watch it in place the the sort of long drawn out moments here's the problem with so bad they're good movies mm. they weren't made like that yeah they weren't made to be funny at every yeah. moment yeah, they're funny because of how incompetent they are and it's a great thing but consequently there are long stretches of very boring competence <laughs> that unfortunately meddle up the overall image mm. i mean people like to talk about the strange color, coloring, yeah. and the Dutch angles. You get used to the Dutch angles, and the coloring, the most extreme examples that are picked up are from scenes on Cyclo's homeworld, mm. which are obnoxious and yeah. gross, but... Oh, boy. But most of the film doesn't happen there. Most of the film happens in just grey buildings and on the top of a mountain, which it doesn't look like they've done anything to. <laughs> How did a film like this end up getting made? Well, it started with L. Ron Hubbard. Who wrote as a book, all things did as all things did. Who wrote a book in 1982 called Battlefield Earth? Oh. He insists it was not intended to oh, like share, the film. like the film. Oh, okay. Um, he insisted it was not meant to share the ideology ideologies of uh, Scientology. Mm. Um, actually, his reasonings for writing it were worse than that. He said it was just to keep his hand in. It's better than playing video games. He says. Oh, okay. So he's just bored. So oh. he wrote this, and so after Hubbard wrote this book, he wanted to immediately adapt it into a into a film. John Travolta got involved and was very excited about the idea, hoping mm-hmm. to play Johnny Goodboy. This is yes. in the eighties. It yeah. all fell through. Eventually, mm-hmm. Hubbard died. Um, very eventually, eventually, 
a lot of people didn't want to be associated with a Scientology movie, which is what it was perceived as, yes. coming from L. Ron Hubbard, um, correctly or incorrectly. So it was never made in his lifetime. Then, uh, the new uh, production company called Franchise Studios, mm. run by Ellie Samaha, a former hairdresser turned nightclub Mongol. Mogul. <laughs> Mongolian. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Come to my nightclub! Taking heads. <laughs> Turn. When the light in the sky flashes twice, God of Sky is angry. <laughs> That's fascinating. So where should we put the um, cocktail bar? We should put it where the wind blows strongest and where the horses will gather. And I shall take a virgin there. <laughs> well, yeah, you are the owner of a nightclub. That's to be expected. Anyway, he gets involved, Mr. Hairdresser. Yes. And, yeah, he he says... This is going to be, you know, this is going to be my movie. You know, I'm going to make this and it's going to be a big thing. Um, I'm going to make it after all. He actually says something like, no one's going to laugh at the name of Ellie (laughs) Samaha anymore. (laughs) Sorry, Ellie. Um, So was this anything to do with Scientology as a thing after, after all of that? I mean, uh, ultimately, Scientologists were encouraged to go and see the film. Mm. They were, like, given money. Uh, various members of the church were given money to go and see this film to try and bolster yeah. it. And it appears on a couple of um, websites as being, like, Scientology films. Mm. The main bad guys are called Cyclos. Yes. The head of their order are called Catrists. Mm. Cyclocatrists. And they control people's minds using drugs and technology and science. Mm. So, Which is... Uh... Bit of a gripe of the Church of Scientology. And L. Ron Hubbard in particular, who believed that psychiatrists were um, millennia old beings who were exerting their sort of world domination through medication. When who's to say they're not? Yes. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the facts. I don't have the facts. No. Nobody has facts on this. You have the the supposedly superior race being cold, bureaucratic, and supposedly civilised rulers where... You know, they 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 mention they mention hell and uh, dying yeah. and how John Travolta will go to a better place after the after yeah. after spending fifty cycles on Earth and so they have they you know they have this belief system which is very similar to to a human belief system. Sure. Um. The, they 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 have this arrogance when observing humans mm. and they they see when when Curl talks about having money he talks about firing his wives and and hiring new ones and there's the the thing of like the transaction aspect of it. Yeah. So. So they're sort of very monetarily minded. Yes, and, uh, they could, they um, refer to their higher ups as um, the firm, as opposed yes. to like the government or anything. Yes. So so there's there's this definite like there's a definite through line there. There's this mm. message. There's this idea that mankind's true nature, their um, sort of inner instincts, is being subverted and perverted by something unnatural. Yes. Um, and mankind is therefore not living to its full potential. Yes. Um, which again is not uncommon for just science fiction films. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the the I mean, Fight Club has that message. It doesn't make it a Scientology film. But yeah, e- exactly. Yeah. I, there's no direct Scientologist message. No, I don't. Think in this so. film, but it has been tainted. I did wonder with the way that John Travolta reacted during publicity. Yeah, and has since gone on to defend the film. Yeah, so. where Forrest Whitaker has uh, has regretted it. Yeah, uh, Barry Pepper. Said uh, said as much, but was Barry, a bit more sort of late au okay with it. I think. I think he, Barry Pepper is walking a better line. Chalked it up to experience. Forrest than... Whitaker has come out and said, "No shit, I wish I hadn't done yeah. it. Fuck this movie." John Travolta saying, "No, it's a good movie. Watch it. It's a great movie. Everyone yeah. just doesn't understand it." He's doing the yeah. M Night Shyamalan line. Yeah. In Europe, people understand this. 
Whereas Barry Pepper's been a bit more au fait. Yes, it was a terrible movie. I don't necessarily regret it. And if I had known it was going to win the Razzie that year, if I was going to win the yeah. Razzie, I would have gone and picked it up. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, that's a, that's better a much better way of going about it. because, And, and this is that thing of standing by your shit. I yeah. think for, not, I'm not sure about Forrest Whitaker's um, reaction. Also not sure about John Travolta's because mm. I don't... Surely he can't believe that it's a, it was a good... <laughs> It was a good film, you no. know. He was praising it and and you know insisting that it's 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 yeah, a Schindler's and... list of sci-fi movies. I think was one <laughs> yeah, of that ones. was it. And does he believe this, or is this just him trying to sell it? Yeah, I mean, is is that is that his commitment to his? The thing is, he did course. take a big paycheck, mm. but it was cut down from his usual fee. He would have gotten fifteen million dollars more yeah. doing another job. So. Yeah, this was a passion project. He really tried to get this done. Now, was it because he thought it would rocket him into stardom, or was this a story he actually wanted to tell? Well, the issue with passion projects, yeah, is that you have no subjectivity. Yeah, for actors at least, it's a bit different with directors making a passion project. You sure. could call Schindler's List a passion project, or Inception if you wanted to stretch it, or like, oh no, no, that was yeah, or Citizen. I mean, Citizen Kane is the exception, I think, when an actor does exactly what he wants to do, right. Orson Welles yeah. did pretty well with that film. Yeah. When you're doing something like After Earth, yeah. Battlefield Earth. There's, it's it's when a passion project turns into a vanity project. And I yeah. think Mariah Carey's Glitter was a similar sort of situation, yeah. albeit much easier to make. When your passion project is this big sci-fi epic, mm. you know, you want to be in it for the right reasons. And I don't know, it's... it's um, you got a bit of a George Lucas issue going on. Absolutely. So this film has a reputation. Yeah. It has a reputation as being one of the worst films ever made. It's on the list. Mm. It's number 53. 53 worst film ever made. Everybody knows its name. Everybody knows about John Travolta. Yeah. Is it worth... People have seen the clips. They've seen Spell Your Name. Mm-hmm. They've seen the extraordinary bits on yes. YouTube. What will people get out of actually coming and watching this movie? What did you get out of it? So what I, what I got out of the full film mm. were... The, the the relationships between the humans that that, sure. that were there. Yeah. Now, for for Barry Pepper, to his credit, I don't think he deserved the Razzie for worst supporting actor. Nor do I. I um I can I'm sure there are so many films out there with worse performances coming out in that year. Yeah. Theo um, Robertson said that he lacked charisma. Well, Theo Robertson can fuck off. <laughs> Who are um, you, Theo Robertson? <laughs> But um, um, no, I I feel he had he had a fair amount of charisma in the scenes where he yeah. had to like rouse the rabble. There's, yeah, there's not a lot you can do with terrible dialogue. There's yeah. a, the there's the scene at the beginning when he's when he befriends those two those mm. two other savages. Yeah. Um. If if the dialogue hadn't just come apropos of nothing, sure. And each of their lines began with an aphorism. It's like like a proverb. Yeah. And and, and then uses that to make a point. And it's like oh that's strange people don't speak like that uh, jd shapiro writer yeah. of men in tights but the acting was fine but there's not a lot you can do with that kind of script no um and, and when and when the, the director is telling you to deliver the lines um as if reading from a very fast scrolling teleprompter there's really not much you can you, you can expect from that no um the, but there were actually moments like when they were planning to blow up the dome yeah, and they had all the, the all the all the the savages together, yeah. the man animals together, and the guy was you know when when he says I've got to blow, I'm going to blow up the dome, mm. a piece of cake. It, 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 there's just something quite sweet about it, and all yeah, like naive, the, and yeah, and the camaraderie in the in the in the group of yeah. man animals. It's it's just like a normal. Mm. 
scene. So, so again, like I believe some of the performances. Um, yeah. I think in a highlight reel, you'll get a lot of Travolta. Yes. But by watching the actual movie, you get to see the rest of it, which, yeah. because there's not enough Travolta regularly enough saying no. stupid enough stuff to make this an entertaining film or a comedy. Mm. There really isn't. It's, it's not, he's not Tommy Wiseau. It's not consistently yeah. bad enough to be entertaining. There's plenty of bits where he's just dull. Um, I, I would, those moments are great. The moments where Travolta just explodes and yeah. he's full on thespian mm. are wonderful. And I'm mm. glad they exist. Yeah. Um, the rest of the movie, you've got some interesting shots. You've got some fairly good practical effects. The CGI is terrible. Um, All right. So I, I think we can, is it a film that sort of every film fan should sort of undergo once? Like a well, rite of passage? It, it is worth as as we found out with watching all of these films it mm. is worth knowing just what constitutes a failed movie yeah bad or not and it is bad it's it it's good to understand why it is bad and mm. and and why the films that you love are so why you do love them yeah like, what makes it work for you yeah why they're a success <laughs> and what this film did badly and whether that's a result of um like the, the 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 blinkers being on for a passion project that's mm. crumbling into the like vanity ocean, yeah. Or if it's just b- cynical beginnings, you yeah. know, from from the Church of Scientology, or yeah. the fact that it's not a particularly good novel. It's, yeah. There, are, there's just so much to unpack in this film for like, yeah. why it's why it's this complete commercial and critical failure. Yes, and. Yeah, I think everybody should watch it once. Yeah, and I think that actually neuters the cynical elements of it too. Like you hear about Scientologists being paid to go see it, you know, and lobbying really hard to get it made. It becomes very charming when you know that it was a massive failure and the plan didn't work at all. Aw. Aw, God bless him. tried. Yeah. Bum, it was a silly film. (laughs) Yeah, let's quick fire. Yeah. I felt a little bit of sympathy for John Travolta's character after he was told that he had to stay on Earth for 50 cycles. Yeah, it's a bizarre shot. It's bizarrely handled, and yet I do, when it happens, get that feeling of sort of your, when your stomach falls away, when you get really bad news. Mm. Like maybe you were hoping for something, and then you find out you don't get it, and it just, the world slips away from you. Yeah, yeah, I, I sympathized with him quite a deal when he found out he's going to have to spend 50 years on a planet he hates. Um, I like the idea of um, the language sounding different to... The different, the different people sure. depending on who was listening in. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's poorly realized. Poorly realized and often confusing. There were points where it was like, oh, he doesn't understand what he's saying mm. because that he doesn't speak that language. I didn't get that. Oh well. Oh well. Oh, I like the line that Johnny Goodboy has. He has one action movie line. He has one Jean Claude Van Damme style line. Um, he's in the prison and the guy gets a handful of the sort of pea mush that we're being fed. Yes, and he says to him, um. I eat first, then everyone else eats second. That's how it works. Mm. And Johnny Goodboy, without missing a beat, says, that's how it used to work. Machacho. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> <Like a film. laughs> um, There's a joke that works. What? Uh, yeah. Um, it worked for me, although it's done better, obviously. In... Well, no, it's, it's a slightly different joke from Lost in Translation. Um, the joke is... <laughs> John Travolta is instructing the men if you try to run I shall shoot you I graduated top of my class in marksman school and I will sh- I can shoot you at a distance that you wouldn't believe or something like that mm-hmm. he goes on for a while and he says now translate to them and he says if, he'll, if you run he'll kill us yes 
didn't start with a stupid voiceover. Ooh, started with stupid text. Yes, but it was very li- very, very minimal. Yeah, it was just a few brief. lines. Mankind is nearly extinct. There are aliens. Yep. Go. Good stuff. <laughs> Begin. <laughs> Begin. Yeah. I kind of like the scenes of Turl and Johnny together. Like um, John Travolta and Barry Pepper when they're just sort of... I mean, there's only a couple of them. Hmm. And specifically the scene I like is um, the scene just before he reveals that he's managed to capture his girlfriend, Chrissy. By the way, that happened, everyone. Oh, yeah. Didn't really go anywhere. No. Um, they saved her very soon after. The scene where, like, they're kind of threatening each other and squaring off reminded me of the good old sort of antagonist-protagonist conversations. Mm. I quite enjoyed it. Mm. When the homing missile comes back on itself and blows up the uh, the Cyclo starship, um, I thought that looked pretty cool. Cool. Mm. I missed the missile coming back and thought yeah. that the missile shot wide and the spaceship just blew up anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, so there's a second joke. Secondary word. joke. It was intentional. <laughs> John Travolta personally put that glare on our screen that meant I couldn't see that. <laughs> Aha! He made the sunshine in, uh, through our living room window. John Travolta made the sunshine. Thanks, John Travolta. Speaking of John Travolta, his delivery was wonderful. It was, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it made the movie. Without John yeah. Travolta in this film, it would have been forgotten. Yeah. You know, just, oh, that was pretty disappointing. Yeah. But John Travolta came in and whatever happened with reception, he believed in this film. Yeah. And he gave it his all. Yeah, He absolutely. really did. Yeah, he definitely did. Mm. And he made it really fun. I quite like the shot of um, Johnny, good boy Tyler, running away and um, the scenery exploding around him and lasers and shooting. It made me think of Lars Ulrich in the um, music video for their Mission Impossible tune excellent yes and anything that makes me think of Lars Ulrich <laughs> is obviously uh, fine by me <laughs> my last good moment is um, it happens late on Kim Coates's Carlo he has gone out in his plane which he knows how to fly really well blown up a whole bunch of other cycloplanes and has now crashed into the top of the dome he has been tasked with blowing up the dome piece of cake huh. uh, as he says many times throughout the film but now he is going to... He's stuck in there. He's stuck in the ceiling of this dome. And it's an eerily quiet shot. There's just the sound of the wind wishing by. And the sounds of battle are far away. You can see them in the distance. He's got to blow the dome. And he, he finally... He sees that he's actually near some explosives. And that by sacrificing his life, he can in fact shatter the entire dome. And so, and he's been in it since the beginning. He is one of the guys at the pit, at the um, the picnic, the picnic in the shopping mall. <laughs> yeah, everybody brings a basket, uh, some nice brie, and some rat. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets out a rocket launcher, and um, he says into his microphone, somewhat lamely, I- "I'm blowing the dome." Five, four, three. Just for his own benefit, he's counting down. Like, mm. okay, this is like he's got to convince himself it's still part of the mission. Yeah. And he takes aim at the barrels, and he says, piece of cake. And then he blows it, and the dome mm. falls. And he saved the day. Yeah. By killing himself. And it was, yeah, it was well handled. It was a fairly meaningful moment. I'd like to have known the character a bit better, but... Yeah. He's the guy I liked, you know, is Carlo. So... Yeah. It was the crescendo to a much better film. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, a good, a really good death for a supporting character. Yeah, I think that's enough to hang a hat on. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you very much for listening to One Good Thing. 
If you want to get in touch, we uh, remain on Facebook and Twitter at OGTPod. We also have a uh, Gmail address. Ooh. Yes. Um, the Gmail that they have now. The G is for terrific. Yes. Um, it's O-G-T-P-O-D at gmail.com. Got it. So just give us a, give us a message when you're back in the office. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, we we are here. We've pretty much got all of our recommendations for the next round of uh, recommendations month. So Squee. we are, yeah, we are bursting. We are oozing with recommendations Ugh. from every pussy poor. Oh god! Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Um, thanks to avoid being hated for recommending yet another film, mm. and uh, yeah, for eventually causing our downfall. I think. Will it be as good as Home Alone Three? Oh, it's even better depending on where you're standing. <laughs> Depending um, on whether or not you actually have to sit, fucking watch the film or not. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, keep listening. If you uh, want to tell a friend, that would be super. If you don't re- want to tell a friend, you can do it anyway. That'd be great. Yeah, just do it. It's not It's easy. <laughs> it's not difficult. It's not Euclidean geometry. <laughs> or, ah. Ah. But yeah, thanks everyone. Uh, yeah. Like, rate, subscribe, leave a review. Um, just, just click the stars if you don't want to do a, a full word review. Click those stars. Just click them stars. Click them stars. Oh, yeah. I have no idea why. Click them. Um, yep, next week we shall be back with a uh, an episode. Ah, I'm not that so bothered about, really. You know, just another episode, really nothing special about it. Yeah, it's best not to. No. Yeah. It's just one, just a, just a film. Yeah, I mean, it's only episode 20. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Like, that's not a special number or anything. We're not going to do anything interesting or special or different at all. So just come back for a perfectly regular episode. <laughs> Look at his little face. I hate it so much. I know. So, thank you for listening for One Good Thing. I'm Paul Sold. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, sometimes finding the one good thing about a movie is a piece of cake.